Welcome to the newest edition of the Screenfellows Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review Bridget Jones's Baby, recap the 68th Annual Primetime Emmy Awards, and reveal some unpopular opinions. Enjoy the show. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. How you doing, Ozzy? Dude, I'm doing great. It's my day off, so. <laughs> Dude, I feel like every time we record, it's your day off. And, and that's not a bad thing, because that gives us a little more flexibility for recording. Um, yeah. Yeah, have you, um, what have you been watching recently, man? I've been rewatching Civil War for like 2,000 times. <laughs> but there is like one thing about that movie which kind of upsets me, but we'll talk about it off air. Okay. Um, <laughs> I watched recently American Hustle, and I well, what do you think of that? You know that's one of my favorite movies, man. Dude, I can't. I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm gonna save it. I'm gonna what? save it. I'm gonna save it. What? Like it was really good, but I'm gonna save it for something. Okay, um, that's making me nervous, especially with the uh, segment that we have coming up later in this episode. Um, <laughs> makes me very nervous. <laughs> All right, let's just let's you know what let's just get into Bridget Jones' baby here. Um, okay, this is not a movie that more, normally we wouldn't be thinking. Oh, let's talk about Bridget Jones' baby. But hey, it's a slow slowish time of the movie going year, so why not? Um, I actually didn't know that this movie was a third movie in a trilogy. Did you? Uh, no, I kind of found <laughs> that out today when I watched it. <laughs> Yeah, I was just like, "What? What? what? <laughs> yeah, I I've been seeing these trailers for forever, and then I found out like two days before I saw it, I was like, "What? This is a third movie in a trilogy?" But I didn't care enough because I never heard of the other movies to begin with, so I didn't care enough to go back and watch them. So I just went in blind, and it was an interesting experience, um, to say the least. I found out while I was watching the movie. Yeah, <laughs> you're even more blind than I was. <laughs> Um, all right, so that that that's a very interesting way for us to look at this movie. So what did you think of Bridget Jones's baby, especially coming from was, not knowing that it was a movie or a third movie in his trilogy? I thought it was fun. Um, wasn't great or anything, but it was definitely a fun time. I had fun. I had enjoyment in the movie. I agree. The chemistry between all the characters and the characters were great, and it just kind of made it made for a pretty fun movie. I don't necessarily think it was great, but it made for a fun time. Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, I mean, I laughed at some of the things that were going on, definitely for sure. So the comedy, in a way, in the comedy, it hit, it hit with me. Um, I thought, I don't know how to pronounce the name, Renee? Mm-hmm. So what? So, Renee yeah. Zellweger? Yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah, I thought she did pretty good in the movie. I thought she had chemistry with, I thought she had great chemistry with um, Colin Firth's char- character, Mark, and Jack, which is Patrick Dempsey. I thought the, char- the, the chemistry with them was actually really good. The chemistry between them both was also really well, um, which also made for some comedic moments. Um, so I I liked it. I thought it was pretty thought it was a pretty fun time. Like I said, yeah. Um, what did you think about the comedy overall in the movie? Because for me, a, a lot of it 
it was a certain type of humor that it was fine. It just wasn't like making me bust down laughing, laughing, except for like one element of the movie was really making it really got me. Um, the newsroom, anytime they were in the newsroom, I was like, okay, this is really funny in the way they kind of, the characters back and forth in that, um, environment was really good. And, um, but there were elements of British humor in it, which is not necessarily my type of humor. Um, oh, that's a, I just thought of another bold statement, but, um, um, but overall, like I said, the comedy was fine, but the newsroom sequence was what really got me. I think the comedy was was good. I thought, like I said, I mean, there was enjoyment to be had in the comedy. Most of the comedy hit me, so I kind of disagree with you on the oh. comedy. Well, comedy is yeah. subjective. It's the most subjective thing in movies. So, yeah, I mean, it it's a hit or miss for some people, but yeah. I personally enjoyed the comedy. I, it it helped me like the movie more and mm-hmm. um, made the made the people more human. So, I liked it. Oh, uh, for as for like the overall plot and the um kind of the drama of it all. Obviously, if you haven't seen the trailers, this movie is about basically this woman, Bridget Jones, gets pregnant and she had had sex with two different guys in around the same time period. So she didn't know who the father was. And she's basically having to kind of string them both along at times, but then it's that the two guys are both wanting to be the father. So it's that's an interesting kind of dynamic. And I do think, for the most part, they're able to keep you in somewhat of suspense as to, like, you don't know who it is necessarily. I have some issues with how they did it towards the end. But I thought, when it com- when it came to the ultimate reveal, I thought they did string you along very well. And they kind of hold it out and hold it out and hold it out. Um, and then, by the time they actually show it to you, you're like, okay, that was a good, like, they gave you good a good build-up to that reveal. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they did it pretty well hiding, uh, kind of giving you the mysterious, like, oh, who's dad, you know, and stuff like that. And then they kind of had you rooting, you know, they kind of had you wanting to pick sides between who was like, who would be like a better fit for her Mm -hmm. and a better fit for the father. Um, so I thought it was part, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you don't mind me getting into my negatives here. Okay. That go for it, man. Um, once it hit sort of like the third act. It got extremely predictable for me. I'm like, this is going to happen. This is going to happen. And this happened. And this happened. Um, So, I mean, they try to do something in the end where it's like they kind of twist it up. And I'm just like, oh, okay. All right. I can accept that. That's that's fine. But Mm -hmm. they aren't able to, like, hold that ending. So they twist it up at the very last second again. They're like, nope. Nope. That's not. I I know what you're talking about. Um, we're trying not hard not to spoil the ending here. Um, but I, I know, I know what you're talking about. And I, I agree. I do think they kind of, it was a little confusing at the very end. Um, especially the way they kind of laid it out there. Um, also kind of going into my negatives here as well. I, I just think. Just because of the way this movie is done, it's it's a little cheesy at times, and the like I said with the, some of the humor and um, a lot of the way the style of the movie, the way kind of the music was done, um, you know, and the music wasn't necessarily bad. It was just kind of like 
it, it, they really were trying to push it onto you. And it's like, okay, like it can be a little more subtle than this instead of just blasting this pop music. Um, and then also going along with the style, I, I don't like it. Like we said, we haven't seen the original, the first two, right? So, but I think they were kind of trying to hold on to a style, um, in this movie, like a visual style that they, they didn't really use. Like there were times when like words would pop on the screen and it would be like a chapter basically of the movie. And, but then there were also times they'd be in the middle of a conversation and words would pop up on the screen. And I'm just like, this is not, they're not using this in a consistent fashion at all. Like it just felt really random and it felt like, okay, this is the style we've had, we've used for the last two, which again, I don't know if that's a true or not, but to me, that's how it felt. This is the style we've used for the last two. So this is the style we have to use for this. And I, I don't know. It just felt really forced. And again, at times it just made it feel cheesy. Um, I mean, I could understand where you're coming from with that. I mean, it was it was really random having like words pop up on the screen. I was like, that wasn't on like an hour ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, one of the, one of the last negatives I have is that they never really explained the timing of any of everything. It's kind of just like months go on, and I'm just like, oh, oh, so we're here. Okay, so this is happening. So you don't really get like explanation of time gaps. You she just kind of explains it as they go along, which I guess is like okay. See, but I, I'd like to know like you know where we are specifically. See, I I I kind of disagree because with this kind of movie, especially when you have a plot device of her being pregnant, like that's how they're telling you how much time has gone by because it's visually obvious. That's why to me then I didn't think it was that big of an issue. I guess um one more kind of, well, I guess this isn't really one more. I kind of brought this up before. Um, as for that, you not knowing who the father is. And this is kind of a side effect of, again, us not having seen the first two, because again, I didn't know that this is not spoiling anything. Cause this has to do with the other movies before it and whatever. But I didn't know that Colin Firth was in, like a main major part of the first two movies. So at a certain point, like the movie kind of leans towards him and says, we want it to be Colin Firth. And it's like, okay, the movie has a clear bias for this one character. And it kind of takes the duality out of it because there's a point in the movie where you're honestly like, I don't know who I want it to be. And the the movie's like, oh, who's it gonna be? And it's really like you're interested and you're intrigued. But then when the movie kind of gives up on one character at a certain point, it's like, okay, so why should I care about the other character? Um, that's that's how I felt. I don't know about you. Did you notice that as well? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like they were rooting for the first one, yeah. like uh, for one character at first. Yeah, I was just like, I really want you to be that guy, and then. <laughs> The other one, and then they showed, like, flashbacks or whatever. Yeah. The previous ones. I'm just like, I mean, that's great and everything, but the other guy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, so, I mean, I didn't necessarily have a problem with it. I mean, I, I do think that they showed, like, both ends of the spectrum. I see. I think they did to a point, and then they kind of gave up on it and said, no, I mean, this is your main we didn't, person. We didn't, see, we didn't see one of them for a while, either. You exactly. know what I mean? It was, like, for the second half, it was like showing yeah but that's for a bad reason so i don't i don't know we're trying like i don't want to get too much into detail because we can't so 
Um, what did you think about the length of this movie? This movie's two hours long, and that's in, that's an interesting length for this kind of movie. Because it's pretty um, long for this kind of movie, actually. Yeah, I mean, I did think sometimes it ran on for a little too long. Mm-hmm. That's, like, I was like, I mean, this. It, I, didn't, I didn't think it needed to be this long. Agreed. But it wasn't, it didn't, I wasn't sitting there bored, at least. So. Yeah. Um, for me, it was more an issue of the setup. I thought it took a while to get to the plot that we all knew was coming with her getting pregnant and not knowing who the father was. Cause we all knew that was coming from the trailers and it took a while for us to actually get there. And to me, that was more where the issue was. Um, but overall it wasn't a completely like, I wasn't sitting there going, Oh my gosh, when's this movie going to end? It was more of a, okay, we can wrap it up now. You know, it wasn't. It wasn't a huge issue. It's just something that deserves to be mentioned because it is a two-hour-long, basically, rom-com. So, it, it's interesting. Uh, last, lastly, I think I might have said last already, but oh well. Um, lastly, last thing I want to mention here is, again, I think the character of Bridget Jones especially is very endearing. She's easy to get attached to. It's a, it's a good character. Um, and it's a fun character. But I think she was, a, at times, they tried to make it a little overbearing. They tried to, um, they, they'll, like, show her acting, and visually, they'll show her really, like, alone and by herself, and she's acting very, oh, I'm all alone. And then she'll say in the voiceover, I'm so alone, and it's like, Okay, like you, you're pushing it. Like we get it. You didn't need to say it on top of really show us, and it just felt a little overbearing and a little over dramatic at times. And maybe that leads into my earlier comments about it being cheesy at times. So I don't know. Uh, again, I think it's something that deserves to be mentioned with this movie. Okay. All right, Ozzy. How about we score this movie? What did you think of Bridget Jones' Baby? I'm giving it a solid seven. All right, all right. Um, I was in that area, but the more I thought about it, the more I was just like, you know, it's not bad. I'm not, but I'm not gonna like recommend people to see it. This is definitely a movie, like, not to play the stereotypes, but this is definitely a movie that I, I can see my mom and my sister loving. But it's just not something that for me that really grabbed me. But at the same time, even from a more objective thing, I do think it has issues. Um, so. For me, I'm at a 6.3. It's okay. I'm not going to... I'm probably never going to see it again, but it, it's fine. All right. It's whatever, Carlos. Probably <laughs> you can't appreciate good comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I see how it is, Ozzy. But, hey, I actually, for the record, Miles, who is on the, he was our head of video production, went to go see this movie with me, and he ended up loving this movie. So, hey, maybe I'm in the minority with this one. I don't know. Um, All right. Briefly, we are going to talk about the 68th annual. Is that what it is, I believe? The 68th annual Primetime Emmy Awards. Ozzy, you didn't watch this, um, the award show, did you? No, I really didn't have an opinion on it. Yeah, I mean, you don't watch as many of the, like, hardcore TV dramas as I do. Um, but I think there's one issue on here or one topic on here that you will have some, some form of opinion on. Uh, I watched some of these awards. I didn't watch all of them. I watched a lot of the major ones. So that's basically what I'm going to stick to here. Um, what 
For me, the biggest thing that we all got to bring up, and this probably leads all the Emmy-related stories, is Game of Thrones. Um, Game of Thrones, again, had a successful Emmys, and it is now, I don't know if you have seen this news, Aussie, Game of Thrones is now the most awarded scripted television show in history. That is amazing. It's, it deserves it. Uh, for real. Dude, it not only speaks to its how good the show actually is, but it speaks to its longevity. The fact that we, we're, on, we're on season six, and it's still not only winning these awards, but racking up these awards. It's dominant <laughs> the way it kind of wins these things, man. It's crazy. Yeah, dude. I mean, Game of Thrones is one of these shows where I, I have to recommend it to everybody. I mean, this is one... This is definitely in like my top three shows of uh, that I've loved, that I love, and definitely one of my favorites of all time. I mean, this is a show that is amazing. This is this this is t- this is like a movie on a TV screen that like I can't keep my eyes off of, mm-hmm. and it's great. Um, you you fall in love with a lot of these characters, and you're rooting for you're rooting for a lot of these characters, and this is just a great show, well acted, well written. Um, well shot show. So this is, this is definitely, I'm not, like, I can't, I'm not, I'm like, I'm really happy for this show. Yeah. And I think being a part of this show is definitely to be something that is definitely like an honor being a part of. I mean, this is just awesome TV. Oh, for real. And what's interesting is it didn't win any of its individual acting awards. Um, but it won outstanding casting. So it basically won best ensemble cast. Which I think that makes sense. That's a great way to do it instead of kind of giving the awards to... Like, if you can't give the awards to the uh, individuals who are nominated, then the it definitely deserves ensemble cast. I mean, think about how many freaking people we know just because they're in this show. It's incredible. Yeah, I mean, I mean, even though I didn't watch a lot of these shows, yeah. Kit Harington should have won. <laughs> <clears throat> Anyways. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Um, no, I mean, I, I completely agree. This is, this is a great ensemble cast. Definitely one of the best ensemble casts, again, that I've seen on television. So mm-hmm. I can definitely see them winning that if yeah. they haven't won it before. Why? But again, this is, uh, this show was fantastic. This show would not, mm-hmm. I don't, I, I don't think if it was any other actor, I don't think it would be, I don't think it would be as great. I mean, this is, this show has shown us a lot of new faces that have amazing talent. So I, I definitely agree with that. The, the great the award for the greatest ensemble cast. Agreed. Um, real quick, I'm going to ask you a question and see if you get it right here. Uh, there was one episode of Game of Thrones from season six this past season that won two awards. What episode do you think it was? Episode nine. Which no, wait, was? I lied. Was it Battle of the Bastards? Yep, which is episode nine. Uh, Battle of the Bastards won best direction and best writing. It's, it's one of the best episodes I've ever had. I think a lot of people, most people wouldn't argue that. Um, and it's, it was, it's a fantastic episode. And if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, I don't think that director is coming back next season on that short season, which really makes me angry because this is clearly one of the best directors they have. And he just won an award for best direction on the episode that he did last season. So it's, it's really frustrating if he's not coming back again. I could be misremembering that, but I'm pretty sure that is the case. 
yeah, he did a fantastic job. Yeah. Like that is, I think that I think that was my favorite episode of, of last season. I mean, mm. it was fantastic. See, that was the greatest thing I've seen on television. That whole entire battle was just fantastic. Mm-hmm. It was such a tense moment and everything, and he, he the way he built it up and everything leading to that battle was fantastic. Yeah. It was definitely well shot and well choreographed. It it was fantastic. Agreed. Um, all right, I'm going to real quick run through some of these awards. Game of Thrones won for Best uh, Drama Series or Outstanding Drama Series, I guess it's called. Um, for I believe it's the second year in a row, so congratulations again to Game of Thrones. Veep won Best Outstanding Comedy Series, um, which I'm watching that right now. I'm binging through it. I'm only on, like, Season 3, but... I love it already, so I'm very happy for Veep there. Uh, Rami Malik, I believe that's how you say his name. Um, he won for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series for um, Mr. Robot, which is one of the most hyped shows of last year. One that I missed out on, but it's definitely a show that I'm interested in catching up on. Um, and his speech was really good. I actually was able to see his speech, and he had a really great speech, actually. Uh, Tatiana Maslany won for Outstanding Lead Actress in a Drama Series, which, from everything I've heard from that show, she deserves it. And her winning this award just, again, makes me want to watch the show even more. Uh, Maggie Smith won for Supporting for Downton Abbey, I believe. And I think I might have said, because did Downton Abbey just finish, I believe? Yeah, I'm, I believe it did just finish. So I believe when we pre, when we um, kind of recapped the nominations, I mentioned that she had a good, decent chance of winning, and she actually did win because it was the last season. Uh, not to dismiss her performance, but I think that definitely helped her in that situation. Uh, ben Mendelsohn for supporting actor in a drama series. I don't necessarily like. He wasn't really. In, like, he was definitely in this season of Bloodline, but he wasn't in it as much as the first season. So, I think it's interesting that they gave it to Ben Mendelsohn in that case. Um, lead actress in a comedy series is Julia Louis-Dreyfus um, for Veep. Again, love that show. Very happy for them. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor for lead actor in a comedy series for Transparent on Amazon. Uh, Kate McKinnon for Best Supporting Actress for SNL. Uh, Louis Anderson for Best, or for Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Comedy Series. Tina Fey for Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. Was that for, I think that might have been for Kimmy Schmidt, which she might have been the best part of this season of Kimmy Schmidt, which I was not a big fan of. Still upset that they were nominated for that. That was not a good season. Sorry. Um, that might be an unpopular opinion right there. I don't know. Um, Amy Poehler for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Comedy Series. So those are basically the biggest ones. I'm not going to get into every single one of them because, as I've said, is my biggest problem with the Emmys. There's too many categories, so I'm not going to get into all of them. Um, uh, real quick, another one to mention, which I think is worth mentioning, especially since because of all the hype that this limited series got, um, is The People vs. O.J. Simpson won for Best Limited Series, which, and I believe it won a lot of the acting awards as well. It's definitely high up on my list of things that I need to watch. I'm so mad that I missed it when it was on, because, dang, that show is hyped right now. Um, it's been hyped ever since it came out, and I'm very interested in watching it. 
for the performances alone, if but really just all the hype it's been getting. Um, any final thoughts on the uh, on the Emmys, Ozzy? I know you don't have you don't watch too many of these things, but any thoughts? No, not really. Other than besides the point that they have way, way, way too much category. <laughs> Agreed. Like, damn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's it's ridiculous. Like, I won an Emmy. Which one? <laughs> uh, let me pull up the list for you. I don't know. <laughs> like, <laughs> Fair enough, man. Dude, like, it's ridiculous. Like, I mean, I have bigger problems with the Golden Globes, but. Again, like, it's the same problem, one of the same problems that the Golden Globes has, too many categories. You can't be splitting up all these things. And I get that it's different with TV, but, jeez, it's just so much. Um, and then that's not even counting all the technical stuff, which Game of Thrones wins a lot, and that's what have helped with their account, which I'm, so I'm not angry about that necessarily, but it's just, it's a little overwhelming to, to think about all the categories. But that is our really, really brief, um, Emmy recap there. Uh, now we're going to move on to a segment that we have done before. We didn't quite know what to name it then, but now we have officially named it Unpopular Opinions. Or as I like to call it, Unpopular Facts. Oh my gosh. This is, <laughs> these are our facts of life right now, so you know what? Facts of life. Oh man. <laughs> Um, alright, how about, since you're so confident in your unpopular opinions here, Ozzy, how about you give us yours? What is your first unpopular opinion that is gonna piss maybe me, but most likely a lot of people off? Alright, Iron Man was, was okay. It was okay. It wasn't, I don't think it was one of the best Marvel films of all time. I thought it was alright. Yeah, I, I'm not, that's not too, I mean, too hot, but I, I get, mean, cause, I, cause I remember, I remember when this movie came out and it was just, everybody was just like, oh my gosh, this movie is like the best one like ever. I'm just like, and I saw it and I'm just like, I mean, it's, it's a good introduction, but it's not like a, it's not something I'm in love with or anything. It's, it's an okay <laughs> introduction to Iron Man. It's not something 100% memorable, like. I think okay. I, I think Miles is going to have a heart attack right now. Um, he was in the studio right now, um, but and by studio I mean closet. We're basically in a closet right now. Um, <laughs> but even at the time, you were thinking that because that yeah, to me I that's mean, the shocking thing about this. Yeah, I mean it just wasn't that. I don't know, man. It was it, just, it didn't excite me that much. I guess. See, because I can see maybe somebody saying now after we've been so. Um, blessed with all these comic book movies where we have so many good ones that maybe Iron Man doesn't seem as good as some of the top-notch ones. I can see that. I can see that. I'm not even saying that I would agree with that, but I'll give you that argument. But at the time, come on, man. There's a reason Robert Downey Jr. is one of the highest-paid actors in Hollywood. It's because he started the MCU basically with this. Yeah, and I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that he did a bad job. I'm just saying it's not the best. I mean, but at the time too. That again, that's what's blowing my mind right now. You weren't as excited for it at the time. Like I'm not. No, but like his performance had nothing to do with my opinion, though. It's just the direction of the movie. I just it wasn't that exciting for me at all. I mean, yes, you're not a John Fav- You're not a John Favreau fan. Well, I guess you haven't seen Jungle Book, so I haven't seen Jungle Book. You know, oh, haven't man. seen Jungle. Jeez. But yeah, but I mean, it's just I don't know, man. It, this wasn't it just wasn't that great to me. I mean, 
was was okay. Uh, to me, it's basically as good of an origin story as you can get in a comic book movie. It's what to to me that is what all or comic book origin stories should strive to be. It's Iron Man. That it was just that's how good it was. That's how well executed that one was. I don't know if it's still on my top 10 superhero movies. I can't remember if it's still on, but it's definitely close at least. What it's not it's not on yours at all. It's nowhere near yours. I mean, I don't think so. Yeah, jeez. <laughs> oh man. I, I mean, like I said, I mean, it's not his performance. I think he did a yeah, great job. I'm not I again. I'm I'm moving off his great, performance. Yeah, I mean, I think I think he does a great job in every movie that he's been in environment. He's always been like either my favorite character or at least like one of my favorite characters, but this this movie wasn't uh this was all right. It was all right. It was a good movie. Um, I'm not gonna go buy it on Blu-ray or anything, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, jeez, I don't even know necessarily where where to go from there. Um, <laughs> but what? All right. What did you think of? You know, never mind. I don't even. No, <laughs> no. Ask the question. Ask the question. <laughs> Uh, what, what did you think of the rest of the performances in the, like, I'm trying to pick, I'm trying to figure out what it is exactly about the movie that holds it back for you. I, I don't, I guess it was, I, I don't know, I guess it was just like, there wasn't as much excitement to be had. Like, in The Incredible Hulk, I was, like, I don't know, I had more fun in that movie. <laughs> way. I don't okay, know. that would have been a really bold thing. <laughs> A really unpopular opinion. The, you're saying the Incredible Hulk, the um, Ed Norton one, which uh, I do like, and I will defend that movie. But you're saying that is better than Iron Man. I'm saying I had more fun in that movie than Iron Man. Oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, like I can't argue how much fun you had in it. But I mean, like, I, like the amount of times I was just on the edge of my seat when it came to when it came to to the Hulk compared to. To um, Iron Man. I don't know. I just I, fe- I felt like I was more in the domestic with them. Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah. Okay. That that's that's basically a mic drop for you right there with the <laughs> Incredible Hulk being more fun than Iron Man. Okay. Um. All right. Mine. You want you want me to get into mine, or do you have any more final thoughts on Iron Man or final horrible no, opinions on Iron Man? That was it. <laughs> What's, what's your bold statement, Carlos? Um, this is one that I've been sitting on for a while. and Well, I, not necessarily, because I've at least said this to friends, but I don't know if it, I've said it on the podcast before. Maybe I have. You can remind me if I have. But Southpaw, which came out last year, is a better movie, a far superior movie, far superior movie, than Creed. See, I would go. I would. I would honestly argue with that. But the thing is, I haven't seen both of those movies, so I really can't nag on <laughs> See that? That's ridiculous. I mean, but I mean, I just haven't had. I just haven't seen them. Like I just haven't. I mean, I might buy both of them. You know, the next Dude, paycheck, I'm, and then I'm, scream at you later in the pod. Like if we have a podcast that we could probably go, I'll. I'll remind. I'll remind myself oh my to go off on you on See. the show before we leave. Because oh I, I highly doubt that that's true. It's, but I'm not going to say anything right now, but I highly doubt that that's true. <laughs> See, I highly, I just, highly doubt oh that that's true. <laughs> Nobody got nominated for that movie. Sylvester Stallone did. Nobody got nominated okay. for that. But you know what? I'm going I'm to just chill because I haven't even seen those movies. <laughs> uh, Miles but is anyway, about to like even- punch me right now. Um, 
see, I, you just made me think of another segment that we need to have a have something about like outrageous omissions or something, things that we haven't seen that most people would be pissed that we haven't seen, um, because you have a lot, my friend. <laughs> um, let me defend myself a little bit here. Go to ahead. me, Southpaw is far more emotionally impactful than Creed. It just is. There, I am. Wife. What? Because the, the character lost his wife? Yes, I wasn't going to say that, but it is in the trailer, in the trailer. so fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, is far more emotionally impactful, and not only that, because obviously you feel that, but how him and his daughter deal with it after that is just, it grabs you and just shakes you until you're like, I don't have any tears left. Um, it's just, it, again, it's so powerful, emotionally powerful. The boxing scenes are underrated. People don't talk about how well they were done. And Jake Gyllenhaal's performance, it, I'm sorry, but he should have been nominated for that. He, I have a man crush on Jake Gyllenhaal, so you can say I have bias on it. I don't care. Jake Gyllenhaal is amazing, and he was amazing in that movie. Should have been nominated easily. Whatever. Easily could have knocked out either Brian Cranston or um, Matt Damon in that performance. Um, and the girl is very good. It might be my favorite. Eh, maybe it's borderline my favorite. Uh, Rachel McAdams' performance. The performances are so good in this movie. Uh, again, very emotional. Actually, our friend Terion recently watched this movie, and he was basically live tweeting it through text to me because he was like, "Oh my gosh!" And then he's like, "Dude, this is like an emotional roller coaster." And I'm like, "I know. People don't talk about how good this movie is. It was so good, man. It's it's fantastic." Um, and as for Creed, look. I think it's great. I'm not going to argue. I believe I gave it an 8, at least an 8. Um, but it's just, it's not nearly as, it's not nearly as good. It's, well, because um, you weren't on a, what, because you weren't on a freaking emotional roller coaster the whole entire time? The yeah, time? that for um, one. Number two, uh, um, and I know I might get crap for this, but it's basically Rocky with a different character it's the same plot it's a side story and isn't every boxing movie after rocky a rocky movie i mean you can't i mean i don't even know but okay no but think about the plot beats the story beats of rocky and how that everything goes down and basically, the exact same thing happens in Creed. So, you know, and that's not necessarily something that I hold against it in a filmmaking aspect, but for me, it bothered me. Um, because I'm like, and it's the same thing, like, I would say the same, same thing about The Force Awakens. It's a great movie. I'm not going to argue that it's not a great movie, but yes, we have to admit that it was basically a carbon copy of the original. Um, <laughs> I'm not, again, I'm not holding it necessarily against it, but it's something that needs to be said. And, as for, um, you mentioned Sylvester Stallone's performance. It was great. And I'm not going to say he didn't deserve... I think it was a borderline. There were easily other performances that could have been put in there. Um, uh, Jason Mitchell, who I believe is the one who played Eazy-E. The kid from... Or, or no, um, who was it? The uh, Idris Elba from Beast of No Nation... There are so many people that could have been in that slot, and you know I'm the first person who would say you could take out Mark Rylance, but I do think there were tons of people who could have um, been put in 
Sylvester Stallone's spot as well. J- just saying. Um, and then, I, I don't know. It's just, for me, the, I just didn't gravitate to any of the characters nearly as much as I gravitated towards the characters in Southpaw. I just didn't. So, you know, maybe you could say it's all about personal, but honestly, people people's biggest complaint coming out of Southpaw was, oh, it's just an average sports movie. It was predictable. I could freaking... You could say the exact same thing, but for me, to an even larger degree for Creed. So, don't give me that as your main reason why Southpaw wasn't as good. They're both predictable. They're both going to win the fight at the end with Carlos. What? They both what? They're both going to win the fight at the end of the day. (laughs) You are wrong. Um, (laughs) It's basically every... No, you are wrong. You just said something false in that statement. But I'm not going to tell you which one because I don't want to spoil one of the movies for one person. It's probably Southpaw. It's probably Southpaw. Uh, Actually, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway... The I'm I'm done talking about this movie. I've defended it long enough. People can come at me all they want. I have a feeling Miles is going to argue with me as soon as we stop recording. But hey, whatever. Um, Ozzy, what is your other bull or uh, uh, unpopular opinion? All right, Carlos is probably going to want to just drive back to Florida just for me just to scream in my face. So, um, all right, I'm really nervous about this one just because I know Carlos is going to scream at me as soon as this goes down. But screw it. Jessica Chastain should have won the Oscar for Zero Dark Thirty instead of Jennifer Lawrence. Hmm. <laughs> um. <laughs> see, I don't necessarily think. Hmm. I just think that she gave a better performance, dude. I mean, I I do think that Jennifer Lawrence did it did a good did a good job like did a good job not to get me wrong. But I just. Like, I don't know. There's something about Jessica Chastain's performance in that movie for Zero Dark Thirty. It was... I I felt more for her. Like, Mm -hmm. this is something that she's been working for for so long. And, you know, to finally see it done, I was like, wow. Like, I've been with... Like, I felt like I've been with her longer. You know what I mean? And it's just feel like you put in your work and you put in your work and, you, you know, it may take a long time to put in your work to get something, you know? Mm-hmm. But you still stick with it and don't give up. I didn't really gravitate to Jennifer Lawrence's character that much. Okay. Um, man, see, I think this is a closer call than... This is a pretty close call. Like, I wouldn't be ups- I wouldn't have been upset if either one of them had won. And I definitely think it helps Jennifer Lawrence's case in our previous argument on this podcast. But... You know, I, I'm not too upset about this one because, look, Jessica Chastain is one of the best actresses working today. She's fantastic. Um, so, again, I'm not too, too upset about this. I do agree with you um, with her performance in Zero Dark Thirty was fantastic. That is a movie that I think a lot of people have forgotten about that movie, just how good it actually was. Um, but And she was, uh, for a lot of it, what really drove the movie and... Um, in a unique way to tell that story, it was, it, it, she was definitely something that held the movie together, and I, I did really like her performance. Um, but for me, Jennifer Lawrence, to why I think there's a, definitely a strong argument for Jennifer Lawrence winning it, it's just, her performance was just so, it was both out there and relatable at the same time. Like, she was able to have this balancing act of being such a, 
just strange and oddball character, but it was almost she was so odd that you loved her. And it, it was really interesting how she was able to do that. And for me, that's why, like, it was just such a unique performance that that's why I think I would lean Jennifer Lawrence. I'm not saying, like, it's an overwhelming margin, but I would lean Jennifer Lawrence. I mean, sure. <laughs> I still agree with Jessica Chastain, though. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um, all right, moving on to my second one. This is one that I don't know if you're going to have too strong of opinions on this. And this isn't something that I'm necessarily... Like, I definitely, from what I've seen, I definitely believe this. But I will admit that I need to maybe go back and take a second look at some of these movies. And at the same time, I don't nest Like, I don't have a burning desire to. Um, I don't nest I don't really like most Coen Brothers movies. Um, I, yeah, um, the, obviously their biggest claim to fame is No Country for Old Men. That's a movie I watched, and honestly, I was bored for most of it. It just, I don't know. I don't even think I've seen that movie. <laughs> um, that might be an even more angering thing to some people. Um, whatever. I, there's actually, like, um, there was a poll for best, like, movie villains or, like, most psychotic movie villains, and the guy from... No Country for Old Men was like number one, and I was like, okay, like I don't know. He wasn't. He did not speak to me as a character at all. He was just kind of like there and really weird and out there. I don't know. It di- just didn't work for me. I don't think I've ever gotten all the way through. Um, oh, what's the movie called? Crap, I'm blanking. Uh, with the dude, you know what I'm talking about? What oh, dude? The Big Lebowski. My bad. Um, that that really might even piss more people off that I couldn't remember. But hey, whatever. Um, I, I I don't think I've ever gotten all the way through The Big Lebowski. I've tried watching it a few times. It's just not something that I think is really all that funny. I just feel like I'm, I don't know, on some weird drugs that I don't want to be on when I'm watching that movie. <laughs> um, so that's another one. Uh, True Grit is one that I actually do want to watch. Haven't seen it. Want to watch it. Um, Hail Caesar didn't look all that interesting to me, so I didn't see it. Um, what else? There's a few. Fargo, that one is the one that I most tolerate, just because it's so, it's just got such a weird dynamic, but at the same time, I do not hold that movie up into such high esteem as a lot of people do, and I don't understand how it got a show. Again, that's the run reason, like, Fargo is one of the most, um, praised shows on TV, and... I don't watch it because I didn't really love the movie as much as most people did. But again, it's one of the movies that I can actually watch from them that I've seen at least. Um, and then the last one that I, I think I've seen, again, I haven't seen a lot of Coen Brothers. That's why I'm not as strong on this opinion as I, as I am on some of these other things. Um, but the other one that I have seen, Miller's Crossing. I don't know if you've heard of this. It's like a... It's a crime drama, and you know I love me some crime dramas. And it's really, like, it's got a weird sense of humor, and that's really my biggest issue with the Coen Brothers most of the time, is their sense of humor just does not jive with me. I don't know. I've never found them to be too funny, and they write a lot of their movies as well, so that's kind of where I struggle with them, especially with their comedies. Um, As for their dramas, again, I I do want to give No Country for Old Men a second chance, but... Because of how boring I found it the first time, I have a hard time um, getting motivated to do it. So, 
Makes sense. I'm not going to argue with you on your opinions. Yeah, well, because I don't think you've seen a lot of Coen Brothers movies to begin with. I don't even think I've seen any of their movies. That's crazy to me. I don't know. (laughs) That might be even more angry. Um, All right, Ozzy, is this your last one? Yeah, my last one. So why don't you let us have it, Ozzy? All right, I'm going to be honest with you guys. Miles, I'm sorry, bro. Bracing for impact. Mad Max isn't that great, bro. It's not. It's not. I don't um, you can't, you can't drown me in action and expect me to come out and me saying, oh my gosh, this is like a really great film. No, it wasn't. Okay. They really had no motivations at all. Like, and if they did, they weren't interesting, like interestingly enough for me to even care for the motivation. It was literally them driving in a freaking circle in the sand. There was a dude playing guitar the whole entire time. I have no idea why, but that's what he likes to do. Whatever. I mean, it was well shot. I can give it that. The costumes are great, whatever. But it just, like, you can't drown me in action and expect for me to come out and saying, this was a great movie. Like, (laughs) at least, at least, I mean, Carlos and I have agreed on this movie. Batman vs. Superman wasn't that great. Yeah. But at least we can say the action was good. I like the action. It was good. Like, it was decent. Like, it helped raise the bar a little bit for the movie. This Wait. one did it, though. Mad Max didn't do that for me. I'm just like, why is this? Oh, like- okay. Are you saying that uh, Batman vs. Superman is a better movie than Mad no, Max? I'm not say- no, I'm not saying that at all. Okay. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying. No, what I'm saying is, I'm just saying the action in Batman vs. Superman at least raised the bar for a rating for me. The Mad Max action didn't raise the bar for oh me. Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, okay. just, I mean, it was all right. It wasn't a movie that... It was all right, bro. It wasn't... It was it was decent. The thing that, and I've told you this, and you've agreed. You like there has to be motivation for what's going on if there is action. If there is action, I just didn't really feel the gravity of the situation in this movie compared to other action movies that I've seen. So agreed. Um, Look, I am not as big. I think Mad Max is overhyped. I will agree with you there, and I have said that before, probably on this podcast before. But you take your dis distaste of Mad Max to a whole nother level. <laughs> like you actively were like rooting against it, thought it was ridiculous that it was up for so many awards. I do think it was ridiculous for so many awards. I mean, how many how many nominations did it get? Twelve. Uh, it got a no. I don't think it got that many, but it got a lot. Um, I mean, a lot of people are mad that it didn't get nominated for like that it didn't win best cinematography. Completely agree with you there. Yeah, I think Revenant deserved it. What? Okay, no. Um, see, uh, I, <clears throat> yes, I yes, thought Mad Max deserved it. deserved it for cinematography, um, I, but I understood why Revenant got it. Um, as for best, did it get nominated for best picture? I believe it did. Um, okay. That I thought I agree with you. I thought it was ridiculous. Um, I look. This is a similar situation for me with Creed. I'm not saying the movie is bad. I gave it. A very good rating. I believe, again, I gave it in the 8 range. That's a very good rating. That's a great rating. But I don't think it's nearly as high, as, or as nearly as good as some people say it is. I just don't. But, again, what did you rate this movie? I can't remember. 6.3? Jeez, that's insane. 6.4? See, that's insane. Dude, it's, just, it's just like, they. for me, how I feel about it, is that they try to force in so much action in this movie, and it's it's unnecessary action for me. Like they just literally try to shove all this action in my face 
to distract me from the fact of like that there's no there's there's no motivation for this. There's none. Jeez. And there's the, just nothing like I mean, I understand why they were doing it, but it didn't like I didn't care for it because they try to sub, they try to get me to ignore that whole thing just by throwing action on the screen. Was it well shot? Yeah, it was well shot. There were some things that were yeah, I'm not gonna let, lie to you. It did deserve to get nominated for at least cinematography. But it just didn't make me say this is a movie I recommend. It's mm-hmm. it's okay. It's I don't. It's not something I keep in my head forever. I'm just like I, oh let me let me go see Mad Max right now. No, it's it's a boring movie to me. Filled <laughs> with a lot of great action scenes. It just didn't really gravitate me like to love this movie. See, to me that blows my mind. Boring is the last word I would use to describe I, Mad Max. It is. It's just a. It's it's boring because it's they throw a lot of it in there. Like I feel, I'm just like you're blowing up something. This is this is Michael Bay. Like cool, like you're blowing. <laughs> Michael up. Bay. Congratulations, you're blowing up something. Blowing up something. Congratulations. Um, okay, all right. Let me address some of these things here. Number one, the fact that you are were so for the Revenant and so against Mad Max makes me feel like you hate action, but. Whatever. Um, anyway. Um, I could say the exact opposite against you, sir. It makes me feel like you hate nature. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's not where I thought you were going. And that was whatever. I, you, I'm okay with being labeled as that. Um, geez. Okay. Um, see, I think you're taking the action as something very antagonistic. Like it was like something that was coming at, like they were just thrown in at you. And to me, because it was so well done, it's not something, like, I'm not going to complain about the action in this movie. I do think that it lacked some story, and that was my biggest issue with it. And I do think that it lacked context, which was my second biggest issue with it. I was thrown into this weird world that I was just like, what the frick is going on? And they don't explain anything to you. And, um, so, but I, so I agree with you there. But because the action is so well done, it's all very well choreographed. The filmmaking is so beautiful. The cinematography is gorgeous. Um, but that and- can't save a movie if there's not if there's not a great story. Is the thing I'm all for great action. Like I'm saying, like I'm not saying that the action was badly shot or anything. But that's not what saves a movie for me. If you don't have at least a great story, then it's not like I'm not going to be interested in a lot of what happens. So whatever, like what I told you about the Conjuring, in a sense, it's like. I like The Conjuring 2 better than the first one in, in, Jeez, in a way. No, no, no. But, like, hear me out. Just because of the dynamic that they wrote for Ed and Lorraine Lauren. I'm not saying that I love the second one more. It's just I cared about these characters more just because I saw the dynamic more. You know what I'm saying? Like, just their story and this one intrigued me more. Um, more than more than the first one. Not to say that I didn't get scared in the first one more, but I enjoyed this. I enjoyed this story more in the second one. Yeah. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. I get, I get what you're saying, but that, that's the thing that saved that. That's the thing that saves. That's the thing that I can say at least give a movie. If it like the story has to at least grab me. If if that story doesn't grab me, I can't really say okay. At least the action is like you know it's worth it. Like it's definitely worth your ten dollars to go see in a movie theater or worth buying. I can't like it's just that's just something I can't say because I was I was completely it was just. The action was there. Like, there wasn't any motivation. Like, it, yeah, it was greatly choreographed. Mm-hmm. But See, it was I disagree over- with you on the motivation. Um, I think that they, they do – that's one thing they do establish pretty well 
is her mo- is Furiosa's motivation, especially Mad Max. I'll agree with you there. Max himself was a little weak on the motivation, um, but Furiosa, I completely disagree. Um, her her motivations are very clear, and she's trying to save these women, and she is she wants to fight against this man who has been ruling over these people with this iron fist and she wants to get them to freedom and she wants to escape this person who is basically her captor to me that her motivations are very clear and that's what helps you get behind her um and on top of her performance her performance is very underrated in that movie um again i think because for me i rate i rate a lot of these things on some of the more technical aspects of these things and it's hard to find technical flaws in Mad Max Fury Road. It just is. But, like I said, story, like I have said on this podcast before, story is one of the most important things to me when it comes to movies, and that's why I just cannot get fully on board with this movie. But to me, it's something that holds it back, but it's not something that, the action's not something that holds me back. The action is something that makes this movie at great. So I I don't know. It's I I disagree with your very strong opinions on this, but I will. We we are definitely in the net minority side of things, but uh, the minority opinion there. But you take it to an even bigger minority, man. It's crazy your dislike for this movie. Um, all right. You want me to move on to my last thing here? Well, go ahead. Oh man, jeez, I don't even. That was a very interesting discussion, and I think we're going to get a lot of feedback there. Um, this is something... See, this isn't more... This isn't as much of a um, unpopular... Well, this this is unpopular in the sense that it's something that people don't want to hear. And it's something that people automatically shut down. And I get it. Because, trust me, I am very excited for this movie, and I want myself to be wrong. But... You have to admit that most of the time, where there's smoke, there is fire. And that was proven recently with Suicide Squad, a movie that is my second, that was my second most anticipated movie of 2016, the entire year. This movie, Rogue One, I am nervous. I'm getting nervous, man. I am getting nervous. There's so much crap coming out of this where people are like, no, the trailers are great. Don't get me wrong. I'm very excited about the trailers. I'm very excited about the cast. I love Felicity Jones. I'm very, look, trust me, I'm so excited for this movie. I want it to be good. You don't understand. But we have heard so many different stories about, I'm not going to talk about the reshoots because reshoots happen all the time. But there were so many different stories about the amount of reshoots that make me nervous. There are so many different, like, people are coming in for rewrites. People are coming in to help direct. People are, and there's all these different stories going on. And yes, we can pass them off as rumors like we did with Suicide Squad. But I'm deciding to mentally prepare myself that this movie might not be great. That, that, that's what I'm doing. That's why I'm like, I, I, this is more of a, let's wake up and be prepared that this, there's a chance this movie is not great. And I'm nervous for it, man. And it's more of an excited nervous because I don't, again, I don't want this movie to suck. But I'm so nervous because, and we just got, uh, I believe last week, we got news that a different composer is coming in to score the movie. It's, like, what, what? how does that happen, like, this far into the process? It's just, it's something that really, like, and on its own, that shouldn't be a big deal. But on top of everything, like, it just, things keep building. All these stories keep coming out. I'm ner- I'm nervous, man. I'm nervous. 
I mean, I understand where you're coming from. I mean, this is, I mean, this kind of happened with, um, this happened with Amazing Spider-Man, and this happened with Amazing Spider-Man Two, and this happened. This is happening with this movie. I mean, I understand that you're that you're next. I can't. I can't be mad at that. I mean, this is this movie has a lot of a lot of big shoes to fill. So I don't know if it's and it's got a lot of hype. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what's. I don't know what's really going on with with that movie. It's really. I mean, I'm really nervous for this movie. I'm not gonna lie to you, but I mean, I. I don't know. I mean, I'm not going to go into it. I'm going to try to go into it not expecting a lot, basically. Really? Yeah, because... See, I'm not going to be able to do that. I'm I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm starting I'm to let my excitement get back up there, and I'm, I'm just... The more I hear them, the more I'm like, oh, I don't... Please don't don't let me down, because I don't know if I can handle it after a Suicide Squad, man. That was so disappointing. Yeah, that was... That was a disappointing film. I cannot agree with you there. I mean, I can't agree with you there. I mean, that was... <laughs> Mm-mm. That was yeah. That's another story, though. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but um, I don't know, man. I mean, I hope I hope this movie does great. I hope this movie Same. does great, and that's all I can say. For Hopeful but nervous. That's where we're at. Yes, and I think that's what people should be cautiously optimistic for this. I think that's <laughs> the way to go into it. Um, all right, you want to move into our recommendations, Ozzy? Yep, let's do it. All right, Ozzy, what are you going to recommend today? I'm going to recommend... Carlos, you ready for this? <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to recommend American Hustle. Oh, okay. All right. That that brings me at ease because I knew you were going to talk about it. I was like, oh, we haven't <laughs> talked about it. Okay. All right. Um, go ahead. <laughs> I bought this movie for $5 at Target. <clears throat> great deal. Um. Anyways, no, this movie was, uh, was great. This movie definitely... I, I regret not seeing this movie in, in, so in the theater. Good. This movie is so um, good, and I think Christian Bell gives one of the best performances I've ever seen Agreed. from him. Agreed, he's so As, good. He's so great in this movie, and like the comedy that he does, honestly hits. And I'm over here dying just because of how he's reacting. And it's it's so weird to have we know him as Batman, but we see him in this comedic role. Like in a sense, and he's just he's just shaking his head, and mm-hmm. his facial reactions are just they kill you because yeah. it's. I feel like it's something that I would do too. Bradley Cooper again. He does. He does a great job as well as he. He's a great actor, and he yeah. that's really showing his his acting skills again. I feel like this guy has been. I feel like he's going to be the next Leo, where he just works to get that Oscar. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think I think he I think he did a great job. Amy Adams and Jennifer Lawrence oh. they did a great job in this movie, dude. This I is actually the... loved Jennifer Lawrence in this movie. Oh. She was flat out crazy. I'm Thank like, you. are you kidding me right now? Like dude, how she didn't win blows my mind. Like she was so good in this amazing. movie. The performances in the movie, first of all, David O. Russell is criminally underrated as a director. People look over him, and I'm just like. He's so good. You guys need to freaking... I want to slap people around. Um, uh, Christian Bale, as you mentioned, underrated as an actor because people nowadays, especially with our generation, especially, people only think of him as Batman. But then you look at the freaking performances this guy has put on. It's incredible. He transformed. It took me at least 10 minutes into the movie to realize it was Christian Bale. He was that good. This dude was great. I loved him in the movie. He's arguably one of the best parts in this movie. And yep. Jeremy Renner, let's not forget about Jeremy Renner. He did a great job as Agreed. well. Um, 
And you, you mentioned Amy Adams. Honestly, this is a movie that made me fall in love with Amy Adams for multiple reasons, but let's stick to her performance. It was fantastic. Um, she is just amazing in this movie. Again, there, there's so many performances in this movie. I, I I think it got a lot of hate when it came out because it was so well-received and people went in expecting... I don't know what they were expecting, but to me, it delivered. And... um Gosh, it delivered. It was so good. Um, it's one, again, I've said this before and I'll say it again. It's one of my favorite movies, period. I love that movie. This movie was fantastic. This movie. I'm so glad you finally saw it. Yeah, dude, this movie is great. I asked my mom, like, mom, do you see this movie? She's like, yeah. I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but this movie was, it was great. I, I ended up really loving this movie. I thought it was, I did, I did, I was wondering when the runtime was because I had to go to work and I was like, I don't no. want to stop watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I finished it just in time, so. That's good. Um, all right. My recommendation is a movie that, again, I've been hearing about on... It's a Netflix movie that I've been hearing about for a long time. And I finally... We sat down and watched it, me and a bunch of other guys. Um, and it was so good. Um, one of the better... I don't know if I fully consider it a horror movie, but at least one of the better thriller movies that I've seen in a while. Hush on Netflix. Have you heard of this movie, Ozzy? Nope. Oh, man. Dude, it is great. It is great. If I, if I let myself consider it a horror movie, it is one of the best horror movies of the year. And obviously not the best because you know our opinions on The Witch are well documented. But <laughs> it's one, it's up there. It is fantastic. Um, it's such a unique premise. It's basically this woman is deaf and she is alone in her house and basically this guy comes along and starts to basically torment her and wants to break in and kill her. But he he's playing with her. And it is so good. It keeps you on the edge of your seat the entire freaking time. Um, it's such a unique premise. And they execute it flawlessly. It It's so good. Um, the way they're able to kind of just show how demented this guy is. And at the same time, like, how her will to survive and her how she's able to kind of outsmart him at times and he's able to outsmart her. And it's so like, it's got some violence in it, but it's not too violent. But the violence they use is very like, you feel it, you hear it like every single freaking bone that cracks. It's so good, man. I highly recommend it. If you have Netflix with, I know most people on the planet do these days, check it out, watch it. It's one of the best things you can find on Netflix right now. All right, bro. You ready, Carlos? Yeah, man. All right. Carlos, where can people find you on social media? All right. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at True456. Make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram as well at ScreenFellows. And also, coming up, we will have um, our Magnificent 7 review a Storks review, our first weekly TV recap. So we got a lot of stuff coming up. And we are going to have a guest on the next episode, most likely. And if all things go to plan, we will have a guest. So keep an eye out for that because it's going to be exciting. Um, we got a lot of exciting things coming up. We might have some big news having to do with a website coming up soon. So a lot of stuff going on. Keep your eyes open. It's going to be fun. All right, guys. Like Carlos said, follow the podcast on Instagram at ScreenFellas and also at Twitter 
at Screenfellas. Bobby is taking care of that. He posts some great, amazing stuff on that. So, <laughs> yes. so uh, yeah, he's, he's a funny guy. So, guys, definitely check that out. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to listen and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or SoundCloud. Please, please, please review and rate the show. That would help us a lot. Um, guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. This is Screen Fellas. Bye.